and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome back to the preview where we talk about the month ahead in film and television. I'm Marissa Cantor and I am here as always with Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hey everyone. Hello. Hello. Was that the same song? It was the same song. So we've had, um, there's been like very little opportunity to record a new song because my in-laws were in town, Marissa's parents were in town. And there were very few, the, the quiet moments. <laughs> Are few and far yeah, between. Yeah, we're very few and far between. <laughs> yeah, they stay with us. And this apartment was not meant for four people to yeah. live in it. Great to see them. We'll see them again in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. For, when for you come to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. East Coast. Yes, absolutely. Jermaine, how's, uh, how's everything going? Uh, it goes uh, super busy. It is very, very cold in New York now. It's time to layer up. I don't enjoy the cold. I'm just not happy right now. I'm just not happy. I don't like the transition into winter is coming. I, I will say it's been a little chilly here as well. It's been in the 50s. I've had to, you know, layer up here a little bit too. Oh, <laughs> but then tomorrow it's going to be like 75 where you are. I think it might be 75 right now. <laughs> oh, see? Right now it is fifty nine degrees in New York. Too cold. In New York. In Too Brooklyn. cold. Jermaine, I have a confession. I think now that all is said and done, House of the Dragon was better than Rings of Power. Much better. I think that it like if these were two graphs, like House of the Dragon was definitely trending up all season, and Rings of Power just like took kind of like a. I don't know. It's like a reverse logarithmic curve where like you're going, you're going and you're flat and then it's just like a steep drop off. I have, I've yet to start Rings of Power because, so October didn't go the way I wanted it to go because I have five shows in post-production right now and I'm super busy. Mm-hmm. So I've not started Ring Rings of Power. House of the Dragon kind of pissed me off towards the end, but not to the extent where I'm going to stop watching. A lot of friends were like, I'm not watching season two. I'm like, yes, you are. We are going to watch season two. I just didn't like the time jumps and it prevented me from being invested in people. And Luke died. And I didn't care that Luke died. That's a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> For who? I guess it's not a spoiler because the book was written, what, like 20 years ago? Yes. <laughs> but. I think that it left off in a place that made me really excited for the next season in, you know, whatever, five years, <laughs> however long it's going to take them to make it. Not until 2024, they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, and I think we might have finally found the argument to make Marissa watch it because Marissa asked me the other day, is it gay? And I said, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, it is gay. She, <laughs> Rhaenyra Targaryen is a gay ally. <laughs> She she packed up her husband, who was secretly gay, to leave King's Landing, and she looked at him and said, bring your boyfriend, too. <laughs> that, she's a gay ally. So, it is gay. It is. And, obviously, Rhaenyra and Alicent, very much undertones. Very much undertone. Yeah. Gayness. I'm intrigued. It's You're not intrigued. on my immediate to-watch list, but it sounds like I have years to watch it before. <laughs> oh yeah, you have you have you have time to catch up. You have a lot of time. You you have time. 
time to catch up. Um, it, it's fine. I mean, I complain about a time jump, but the other option would have been it would have been painfully slow. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Interview with a Vampire, and I find it painfully slow, and I'm just not enjoying it. Speaking of vampires, we are in spooky season, and so Marissa, we went to go see a scary movie called Smile, and I learned, because I've never really been to a horror movie at the theater with Marissa, that Marissa is probably the worst person to take to a horror movie, because literally dead silent, Marissa's like cackling and being like, this is so stupid. (laughs) She was that person. It wasn't dead silent. I wasn't the only person laughing. Smile was stupid. It wasn't a scary movie. It was so dumb. There were multiple times when no one was reacting and you were just cracking up, like loudly cracking up. (laughs) The acting was so bad, though. The fiance guy, comically bad. I need to watch Smile. Not a scary movie. <laughs> I personally don't find scary movies scary, and I often laugh during a lot of scary movies because I just think it's so stupid. And, like, I remember watching Us. I think I've told you this sort of, like, when my husband and I went to see Us. I don't know, have you seen Us? Mm-hmm. I figured it out in, like, the first two minutes. And when the child, when she disappeared and they found her and she wasn't speaking... And I just turned to my husband and said, that's not her. And he's like, did you just like figure out the whole movie? I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> and I was like, we need to leave. And he's like, no, we're not leaving. I'm like, that's what, let's, so I'm, I'm, I'm similar with horror movies. It's, it's just stupid. A lot of things. It's just stupid. <laughs> like there's that. So I don't know if you watched the, I started watching The Watcher on Netflix. No, I, not yet. I wouldn't see I've only seen the first two episodes. This is how busy I am. Like, I can't even find the time to binge a show. And and I texted Sam and I said, I would just move. <laughs> and I was like, I would just move. Like, why are they still in the house? I feel like you said that before the show even aired. It's funny that, like, your assessment is still like, I would just move. <laughs> I would just move. And then I was on Twitter and somebody was like, this is why there's not a lot of horror movies with, like, Black people in them, because Black people are just too practical. Like, you just move. <laughs> just move. I think, Marissa, your parents said they liked The Watcher, or at least your dad really liked The Watcher. They're currently watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We watched a lot of stuff this month. Marissa, how did you, like, Ticket to Paradise? You know, the, the movie <laughs> itself was fine. It was what I expected it to be. I think that Julia and George had really great chemistry. I think that some question, I I don't know how I feel about, you know, just the whole like white people on an island thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it was a choice that was made. I fucking hated the theater we were in for that movie. (laughs) That was like the worst movie theater experience of my life. Um, the teens were out for some reason. It wasn't even <laughs> teens. It was fully grown, just drunk adults talking through the entire movie. Oh, the person to my, next to I my feel dad. Like to my left, it was teens. No, the person next to my dad legitimately took a phone call. He was talking on the <laughs> phone in a movie theater, unhinged. And I think that tainted my ticket to paradise experience because I'm an Enneagram girl. I am a one, mm-hmm. and their behavior was just wrong. Their behavior it was, just, was incorrect. It was just so wrong. It was so disrespectful. Could not handle it. 
Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It, it won't yeah. be a classic. It's not It's not a classic. It's not going down in the history books. I thought the ending was pretty dumb. To compare the two Caitlin Deaver movies we watched, I liked Rosalind better. Okay. Rosalind was fun. I really enjoyed, we watched uh, The Mole. Oh my God, how was that? I loved The Mole. It was really good. I thought it was hilarious. You should check it out. The yeah. cast is incredible. It was a really chaotic cast. Um, it was cool because... Uh, I feel like a lot of shows like this kind of stick to one location. But if you like Australia, they went all over Australia to to film them all. Yeah, the cast was absolutely ridiculous, but it was really funny. Yeah, and I thought that uh, I thought that Alex Wagner did a good job. MSNBC host Alex Wagner, I thought, did a good job, too. No comments. <laughs> you know, she is a good host. She's a good host. She's a good host. I like Alex Wagner. I used to love... She did the circus for a while for Showtime. Mm. She's very good on circus. On the circus. Yeah, she did good. She liked to. She really enjoyed blowing things up. I respected that. Um, Jermaine, you watch. You have a chance. I know you said you were pretty busy, but did you have a chance to watch anything else, or was it just Grey's Anatomy for you? It was Grey's Anatomy appointment watching every Thursday night. <laughs> I started The Watcher. I started Interview with a Vampire, which the acting is. Speak about terrible acting. The man who plays the vampire Lassad is terrible. Mm. The no, acting is terrible. Don't break my heart like that. I haven't started the, it yet. It's terrible acting. No. Um, Grey Worm is fine. Um, I started Alaska Daily, but I fell off on that. And, you know, I, I, I just didn't have the time in October. And I will say, and this might be a controversial statement, and I might get kicked off the podcast, and I may never be invited back after this statement. And I'm fine with that. You know, we typically do film and TV, but October was a big music month and Taylor Swift released Midnight. Oh my God. No, I let's thought, talk about it. Oh no. It's <laughs> a terrible album. Uh, I think it's terrible. Oh, oh. I think it's so let's bad. Not ta- I, let's, it, let's not talk about so it. That I think it's terrible. You're like a couple of good songs. But the album is just so stale. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's not, it's, it's not her. I'm not out here saying that it's her best album, but I also don't think it's her worst. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. I don't think it's her worst. Listen, I, I think Taylor Swift is really talented. My issue with Taylor Swift is I am not 19, 22, 25 anymore. I'm, oh, you're not the same age. I was gonna and, say you're the same age as Taylor Swift. You're the same age. Um, <laughs> but it's like she's stuck in revisiting things that I've moved on from in my like I could relate to it at the time it was happening. And I just can't go back to songs about John Mayer because I've moved on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who she is as an artist now because her music is so referential of who of like past experiences i don't know vigilante shit that's a really interesting song about scooter braun is it braun like that is wild if the things that she says in that song is true this will be a counter argument (laughs) i don't have time for a counter argument this will become a taylor swift podcast you have 60 seconds for a counter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the spot? On the spot. You've only been listening to this album on repeat for the past, <laughs> like, week. It took me, like, two tries to get through it. 
I think that my feelings with this song, with the album, and this is excluding the 3 a.m. sort of the bonus songs, because I think there's only like what have could have should have is the only one that I really dig from the 3 a.m., which is the John Mayer song. But dude traumatized her and she's allowed to speak her truth. But I think of the like the original, like the 13, I think it is we're, we're going back to the lover era like she's pop Taylor again. I think it's more consistent than Lover, but I think with Lover, the highs were much higher. Like, I think there were like some, there were more bangers on Lover, but I am more of a, like, I really liked her folklore evermore stuff. I wish that she kind of continued down the like storytelling narrative songwriter path because I think like her lyrics are so beautiful. I do agree that we don't need to go quite back to let me write songs about myself again. There's nuances. It's complicated. But overall, I have been enjoying Midnights. And I am a Swifty. And apparently my dad just learned that word last week. Better late than never. Because <laughs> I made everyone listen to it when my parents were here. Why? Because I was excited. That's what I said. <laughs> because I'm a Swifty. And then I wake up the next morning. And the first thing my dad says to me is not good morning. It is... I learned a new word this morning. Swifty. That's what you are. You're a Swifty. I was like, yes, dad. Yes, I am. <laughs> the best thing to come out of Midnight's is Penn Badgley as Joe from you doing a spoof of anti-hero. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you should see it. Just like a quick little thing. It's I've been funny. enjoying the TikTok reactions. Um, like there's a cut of anti-hero where instead of Taylor's voice, it's Mario. And it's like, it's me, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) That did give me a chuckle. Wow. But again, we don't need this to become a Taylor Swift podcast. I think that... Which does exist, I'm sure. Which, oh my God, there are so many. (laughs) Trust me, I know. Yeah, That's not our our niche. Not our niche. No, not at all. Everyone's entitled to their opinions, even if they're wrong, <laughs> is all I'll say. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to say about October? Um, I did not end up watching The School for Good and Evil, and I won't because it turns out it is wildly anti-Semitic, and I will just happily avoid that. Thanks for the heads up. I have not watched that yet, so. Yeah, apparently. Like, scratch yeah, scratch it off right list. off. Apparently, um, one of the main characters her descent into evil is marked by her basically turning into an anti-Semitic caricature. Like her nose becomes hooked and her hair goes from straight to wavy and it's like very overt and it's not even something that was in the source material. They just like added it to the movie, which it would be inexcusable either way. But the fact that it wasn't even like, they were just like, yeah, let's just like sprinkle in some, some casual anti-Semitism. So I'm going to skip it, even though the cast was a hit for me. Yeah. I will say no. That's fair. There's too much other stuff to watch. I mean, looking at, uh, just looking at my, eyeballing my list for November, I felt like there was a lot of stuff. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. Should we start with movies? Sure. I mean, I would think we all have the same number one movie. I doubt it, because mine is different, I'm sure. Okay. But we can start with... I the, can probably guess what your number one movie is. Oh, I, I, I know that you know what my number one movie is. Okay, well, I want to talk about Wakanda Forever first. Okay, yeah. 
I, I had that is my two. number one movie. <laughs> I yeah. had number two. That, that was my number one movie. I don't want to see it. Wait, you don't want to see it? I don't want to see it. I, I'm not. I, I, I don't think I can see it. It's too soon. I, like emotionally. Like emotionally. Like I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a. a I so it's, it's just emotionally. I just like how do we watch this? Because the first Black Panther movie was okay. It wasn't that great. Like let's let's just be real. It was okay. But it was so meaningful to Black culture and to Black people, and that really was something to celebrate. And then to come into this one, knowing that he is no longer here, is really sad. Yeah. And to 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 go through like the Captain America and the Avengers movies, looking at him, knowing what he was dealing with personally, is like yeah. very it's just like wow. I liked Black Panther, the first Black Panther. I thought that seeing that in a theater was one of the most fun theater experiences yeah. that I've had. It was not a good theater experience for me, and let me tell you why. Okay. And it's, <laughs> okay. No, it's no, it's not a bad thing, and I don't want to offend anybody. So Michael and I saw it in Brooklyn, and we're in a theater, but it was very, the people in the theater were like very, loud Mm -hmm. not talking loud but like popcorn and like bags and like wrappers and just Uh, loud just like just like noisy and loud and we were like annoyed and like why are they so loud blah 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 it just makes no sense they're so annoyed and then we realized that the captions were on on the screen and then we put it together (laughs) that we were in a deaf movie showing yeah and we're like, oh shit! And then we felt terrible, <laughs> and we just sat there the entire time, just like. But that was how I saw Black Panther the first time. Interesting. Did you have to go back and see it again? No. no. Okay. Yeah, we saw it. I feel like when we saw it, it was like one of the first movies we saw in like a Dolby theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to see it in that setting, but also I just felt like it's really fun when you're at the movies and everyone's kind of like reacting to things, um, but in a positive way, not like Marissa at Smile. <laughs> but like everybody's just like kind of like enjoying a movie together i don't know it was really fun but yeah i will say i am nervous just because of this phase of the mcu has overall yes. been pretty down and i don't want i don't want my like perception of black panther to be ruined by things that are happening in this stage like what happened with I mean, not that I particularly liked the original Doctor Strange movie, but like with Doctor Strange and like with Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do worry about that a little bit, but I I will keep an open mind and be and be optimistic. I will say the first Black Panther movie felt very far removed from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So it really feels like Ryan Coogler is doing his own thing yeah. elsewhere. Marissa, I feel like you still sometimes cry. Over Chadwick. Over Chadwick oh, Boseman. That one hit me. It hit me. There was just so much tragedy in that. And like you said, just thinking about like how long he was sick and how much he was still producing yeah. while he was sick. I had the opportunity while my parents were in town to they're the people who come to LA and are like, let's go to as many like studio audience taping experiences <laughs> as we can. So last week I was at Jimmy Kimmel the day that um, like Lupita and Denai and Letitia were there. 
And yeah, I mean, like I to me, anytime they still mention him or even like the clip that they showed, the preview where Lupita is talking about him and like the the grieving of him that's happening in the movie too. And it's just like, they're not acting, you know? Like that is all going to be very raw and real and probably hard to watch. So I get that. Like it will be emotional. Did they, are they hologramming him or is like you start, do we know if they start and he's dead? I don't know how it's, I don't know anything beyond the trailer and in, in the trailer there's a funeral i don't know how yeah how he dies in black panther so i don't know how they're gonna do it i so we don't know if this is like a carrie fisher hologram situation i don't think it will be i think well she had she had started working on that movie i think, she I don't had, think yeah he, yeah i don't think he had that he definitely hadn't started yet i don't think they will do that i don't think they will either who do you think the new Black Panther is? I hope it's Lupita. That's what I feel. I feel it's too obvious for it to be Suri. Yeah. And I don't think it's her. And I also feel like just like outside of the movie itself, just like that, like Letitia's like politics and like the, I feel like, you know, they might yeah. want to start to like separate themselves from her just a little bit, like the anti-vaxxer energy. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll see. Jimmy Kimmel tried his darndest to get them to spoil it while we were there. And <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, you can wait. You can wait two weeks with everybody yeah. else. Jimmy Kimmel. But yeah, that's definitely a movie that I will be looking forward to seeing probably, honestly, next month because I don't know if I can handle the crowds of that it will probably yeah. create. True. Do you want to know what was number one on my list? I'm I dying know. to know. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> you know, you had me at Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al. I'm very excited for this movie. It looks absolutely bizarre. I think all the press that, like, Al Yankovic and um, Daniel Radcliffe have done together have been hilarious. Uh, this movie is going to be, uh, like, a Roku channel movie, so I feel like anyone can watch it at their house if, as long as you have a Roku. We're going to be pulling out that Roku. To- <laughs> Pull out that Roku. Um, I have a Roku. Yeah. So I, I'm i very excited for this movie. I love the... I kind of... I really respect the way that Daniel Radcliffe has been, like... I'd spent a decade of my life portraying probably the most well-known character in the, in the world and now I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have been like that cuz they don't do they don't do anything unless they really want to do it cuz they're so rich. Yeah, and they I don't respect have to that. work. I respect that Dan Radcliffe was like I love Weird Al Yankovic. I will do it and now he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was once at one time he was like, "You know what? Yeah, I will play a farting corpse. I'll do it." He just does things that he enjoys and I I really yeah. respect that. Being and the I, villain in the lost city. It must be yeah, it must be really must be really fun. Must be really nice to have that luxury as an actor. I I agree with that. I'm also like a bit I, you know, as a kid, I feel like Weird Al was like a not like a formative presence, but like, you know, you knew Weird Al, like white and nerdy was it like for a year. <laughs> yeah really because my sister had no idea somehow who... your sister lived under a rock and missed white and nerdy which feels impossible <laughs> but i feel like white and nerdy was everywhere that's what i got jermaine what do you have uh my number two was falling for christmas on netflix <laughs> on my list is, as well 
You know what? I I also put that on my list. Oh my god! But at number five, oh my god, number five. I couldn't put it. It that was high. number two. It was number two. <laughs> it's Lindsay Lohan's big return to the industry that wrecked her life, and I cannot wait to watch it. She, it's a Christmas movie. She plays a a hotel heiress who has a ski accident after being proposed to. And I watched her trailer, and the guy who proposed to her, I'm like, well, he's gay, so I don't know. <laughs> why you can marry him but he's gay and she she doesn't remember anything about her life but somehow she remembers that she's spoiled and rich because she acts spoiled and rich and she is found by court court over is it over court, street yeah yes. over street who when the move when netflix announced the movie and they announced the like the poster everybody on twitter was like who's that man behind Lindsay lohan because his name is not even on the poster <laughs> like he was in glee he was shouting out in glee um he finds her and he brings her to him. the hospital he brings her to the hospital and the doctor is like yeah, we don't know where you should go. And he's like, I'll take her home. And I'm like, why would <laughs> any medical professional be like, yeah, go home okay. with this strange man? What do you mean? He has a B&B. <laughs> he's like, I, it's like so weird to me, but it's, you know, it's a cheesy holiday movies and everybody's doing them now. And I can't wait. And I'm really happy for Lindsay Lohan and hopefully this will be the start of like many more projects for her. This movie comes out on November 10th. Is that yes. too early for a Christmas? Like what it, when is too no. early? I don't know when is too so like for instance, um my husband will not allow me to get a Christmas tree until December because he's terrible. If you get a tree before December it will start to die. But I don't care. <laughs> Sam, as we speak, it is it is October 29th. Halloween is when tomorrow or Monday, Mariah Carey <laughs> is about to come out of hibernation. Okay. For once her annual, Mariah, right? <laughs> yes. So once Mariah announces Christmas, it is Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but you want your tree to be alive on Christmas, like if you I'm not going to be here on Christmas. Then why do you need a tree? <laughs> so I can have a tree in my apartment for the two weeks I'm here for when I'm because we go to Connecticut for for the whole. Shebang, I would like to have a Christmas tree in my apartment. Okay. Do you get like the full size or like a smaller one? No, we get a tiny tree. No, we get like, so the first one was tiny. Every year tree gets bigger, but we don't buy new ornaments. So <laughs> <laughs> there's more tree than we have ornaments for. But yeah, it's not too early for Christmas. I will be going down to the Target on Monday to get my Christmas decorations because if you wait till late they all get sold out marissa what did you think about falling for christmas it is one of the few christmas movies you know i can only do so much <laughs> as a as a jewish woman who has just been bombarded by christmas my entire life i can only handle so much but falling for christmas is one of those it's on oh, the list worth it. it's worth it Lindsay is worth it Lindsay is worth it does this movie give you like instant Christmas classic vibes or like, Absolutely you know, a not. one, a one year, like this is enough, the moment movie. This is no elf. <laughs> no, no. I think this like, is just. I feel just... like you saw elf. Like I remember seeing elf and everybody was like, this is immediately a Christmas classic. I, th I Here's the thing. If Lindsay Lohan wasn't in this movie, I wouldn't watch it. 
exactly. Allow. Okay. Exactly. So we're only watching this for Lindsay Lohan. Correct. Okay. Correct. Like point blank period. <laughs> like if this was like Candace Cameron Beret, I would not be watching it. <laughs> and she she owns all the Hallmark Christmas movies, but I'm not watching Candace Cameron Beret. Do you watch any Hallmark Christmas movies? No, because they're all with Candace Cameron Beret. Oh, that's why. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Should I continue onward? Yes. Okay. Next on my list, I have a documentary. Um, it is Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me on Apple TV+. I am just like a longtime Selena stan. I grew up with Wizards of Waverly Place. And I just think she's wonderful. She has also been through a lot in her 30 years of life. And let's go. I'm ready to see your documentary. What's the focus of the documentary? Is it just like, like her mental entire health. life? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it. the focus of it is just her journey with um, like her mental health journey, because I think she was diagnosed um, bipolar a couple of years ago. And I mean, she has all of her, you know, medical stuff with lupus and she's just, she's been through a lot and growing up in the public eye and. Mm-hmm. She, she has one kidney and her kidney donor is the girl from How I Met Your Father, Sam. Yeah. Not Hillary Duff, the other one. Oh, France. Yeah. Francia. Yeah. Yeah. That's her kidney donor. Wow. So that, so she also has one kidney. Correct. Wow. I also had an Apple TV Plus movie on my list, and it was a Christmas movie. Um, It's called Spirited, and it's basically a Christmas Carol adaptation starring Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, and Octavia Spencer. Um, It seems like it's kind of like a musical version as well. Um, I think in the trailer, they're tap dancing. I think that's that's my Christmas spirit movie, Spirited. Are you not into Christmas, Sam? I'm into Christmas, but... In December. That's not enough time. That's more That's more than enough time. That's enough time for me. I'm hosting a Disney Plus night in December with some friends to watch the ultimate Christmas present. What, I don't even know what that is. <gasps> you don't know what the ultimate Christmas present is? A DCOM classic? No, I don't. I've never heard of this. Have you heard of when this? When two girls find Santa Claus's weather machine... And make it snow in LA. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was a, no. Sam. I've never no. This is not. I've never seen that or heard of that. Who are the two girls? Brenda Song is one of them. Okay. Of Disney. I don't remember the other one. <laughs> okay. The other one didn't make it. The other one did a like one for two. Hey, one for two is okay for a decom. I think Matt is. I think Lizzie McGuire's little brother is also in it. No, the mom. Lizzie McGuire's mom is in it. Oh wow. Okay. Hallie Todd. So you should watch the, you should watch the ultimate Christmas present. Oh, it's how the other girl is Hallie Hirsch from Flight Twenty Nine Down and Spencer oh, Flight Breslin. 29 down. Flight Twenty Nine Down was a classic. Yes, it was the kids' version of Lost. So good, Corbin Blue pre High School Musical. Mm. You should watch that movie, Sam. We, we shall see. But if I do, it won't be until December. Okay. Well, when's your Disney Plus? Is your are you saying your Disney Plus party is in November? No, it's in December. Okay, so that's a pro- that's an appropriate that's an appropriate time. Unfortunately, you have to push it. <laughs> um, all right, Jermaine, what do you have? Any other what what other movies do you have? Well, keeping with Disney Plus, I have Disenchanted, the sequel for Ella Enchanted, which I people always like. I always say about Amy Adams. Amy Adams has never made a bad movie. 
And then people are like, what about Ella Enchanted? I'm like, that is a great movie. What are you talking about? That is fun. It's Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey for Grey's Anatomy. Or was he in Grey's Anatomy when it came out? I think it was early Grey's. Grey's Anatomy has been on for a very long time. Probably. It's 15 years. Yeah. So they finally did the sequel that picks up after they got married and lived happily ever after. And I just want to see what happens next because I love Disney Channel, Disney princess movies. They're fun. Well, when they're not being murdered by the evil queen, <laughs> but it, it's it's fun. So can't wait to see that. And it's on Disney Plus. Same with like how they did with like Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, that's the last movie on my list as well. Um, I'm a big fan of Enchanted. I think, did I make you watch Enchanted with me? You did make me watch Enchanted oh, with you. Enchan- so wait, just enchanted. Is- Ella enchanted is Anne Ella Hathaway. Is Anne-, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ellen. That's what's Anne Hathaway. Enchanted yeah. is Amy Adams. Yes. My bad. Okay. Is Enchanted better than Ella Enchanted? They're pretty much the same movie. Well, no. Ella Enchanted is another like Cinderella retelling. Yeah. Disenchanted. Very much looking forward to it. I think that. I will put out there that I think James Marsden is one of the most like underrated. Like, I don't understand why he's not more famous. Because he he is such a versatile actor who has done so many different roles. But here's a here's the here's what people think it is. I'm sure he gets paid a lot of money. He was Cyclops in the original X-Men movies, and that was with Sony, I think. And then he did Superman and they killed Cyclops in the X-Men movies as like revenge because he went and did like a Superman movie. <laughs> and for some reason, he's not been in any like big blockbuster movies since, but he's done like Westworld and like really good shows. But he's a really versatile actor. Yeah. He's really good. Bold claim and of that, you, Jermaine, and, and to that call is Westworld why, a really good show. And that is why James Marsden is not a household name. <laughs> Westworld is not a real... I wouldn't say Westworld is a really good show. I've watched Westworld for four, all four seasons. I have no clue what that show is about. <laughs> yeah, bold. that's why I said bold claim. <laughs> no clue. The actors are good, are phenomenal. The show narrative, I have no clue what the show is about. The last movie that I had on my list is... Uh, from writer-director Steven Spielberg. It's called The Fablemans. I don't really know very much about what this movie is about. It seems just kind of like a a love letter to filmmaking a little bit. Um, the logline says, Growing up in post-World War II era Arizona from age 7 to 18, a young man named Sammy Fableman discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of films can help him see the truth. And I don't really know what that means. But we saw the trailer for this. We saw the trailer, and I thought the trailer looked really good. It has a pretty good cast that includes Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen. It just feels like a fun, a fun movie. I think it premiered in maybe it was Toronto, and early reviews on it have been positive. So unlike when I plugged Amsterdam, which was clearly a mistake, <laughs> um, <laughs> reviews on this early reviews, uh, early reviews on this have been good. So I'm excited to see. The Fablemans. Did you say that it's like semi-autobiographical? I did not. It's apparently semi-autobiographical. That makes sense because when I was watching the trailer, I was like, is, this is, about- that, is, that, is <laughs> yeah. that a young Steven Spielberg? And it yeah. turned out not to be. But I was like, it seems like it could be. <laughs> yeah. That was the last movie I had on my list. 
Um, Jermaine, are we through your list? Or do you have one no, more? No, I had two more. Oh, you have two I more. Have two more. Okay. I have The People We Hate at Weddings, which is going to be on Amazon. It is Kristen Bell, Ben Platt, Allison Janin, who just seems like, a, like one of those like screw-up families, and they have to go to a wedding. They're half-siblings' wedding, but the half-sibling is like rich and British, and her wedding is like very fancy, but this family is just clearly not the people that you want to be in wedding at your wedding and they don't like each other and they just get into a lot of shenanigans. And the the punchline of the trailer was like, you know those people you hate at weddings that you end up talking about? Mm-hmm. We're those people. <laughs> and I found that funny, so I will see that. And the last thing on my list was uh Bones and All with Timothy Chalamet, who I think is slightly overrated as an actor. <laughs> And I don't think he's that good. And he's, oh, he's in Call Me By Your Name and Dune. And he was in um, Don't Look Up. And I thought he was so terrible in Don't Look Up. He had a pretty, I mean, that was a pretty small role. Yes, but like, there's, it never made sense to me why Jennifer Lawrence's character would be into him. Marissa, you told me that this movie is from the same people who made Call Me By Your Name. Same director. Same director. He's a cannibal. They have that connection. Yeah. Which I will say, you know, when I plugged House of Hammer, I feel like I, it was a much maligned choice. And now, did you this watch is where, House of Hammer? No, I still don't have Discovery Plus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, not, yeah. not, not for me. But uh, I'll, I'll see. He plays a cannibal, and that's. I thought it was about vampires, and then it turned out they're not vampires. They just like to eat other people. The reason why I didn't have the people we hate at weddings higher on my list was because I feel like. At least I've seen this character. I feel like I've seen Kristen Bell play this character before in like Bad Moms. That's the only character she plays when she's in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the movie she did? And I think Betty White was in the movie. And it was something like she went back to her like hometown for like a reunion or something. I am not sure. I will say for um, the people we hate at weddings... I did think it was an uh, it was a choice to make like the optics of all of the like white family members hating the like non-white family member. It's just like it's a problem. It's like it's a problem. I was like, okay, that was that was a choice that someone made. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyways, anyways, TV. Yeah, TV. TV. Um, it seems like a slower month for TV in some ways, in terms yeah, of new. A little bit. In terms of new. Of course, we have season five of The Crown. Oh, yes. Crowning around. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> I mean, we never left. We're, we're around right now. Too soon. I, I, I mean, I think people are overreacting to the, to, to the whole ordeal a little bit, but that's something we'll break down more on Crowning Around. I've only ever seen one season of The Crown. It was the last one who introduced Diane. I've never seen the show or any of the episodes. And my husband's like, I really want to watch The Crown. And I'm like, but I've never seen it. He's like, I really want to watch it. And I was like, oh, my God, you must really love Princess Diane. And he's like, no, I want to see for Margaret Thatcher. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we watched the entire season. I have no reference of what is going on. But here goes Margaret Thatcher. I thought, and Gillian Anderson did a great job with that character. She was okay. I think she did a great job. I'd rather Meryl see Gillian Anderson. Meryl Streep did a great job. I would rather see Gillian Anderson continue to do it than Meryl Streep. Sam, you know what? <laughs> um, the other returning show that I just want to 
mention that I'm excited for before we sort of jump into TV proper is that season two of The Sex Lives of College Girls is coming. I really enjoyed season one. I will follow Mindy Kaling wherever she goes. I think I've said that before on this podcast and I can't wait. Do they have sex? They do. A lot. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) They do. I I haven't watched it, but I'm like, do they actually have sex? It's HBO. They They have sex. Because like, I feel like sex education, there's not a lot of sex in sex education. That's why they need the education. True. (laughs) So what... What new content are you looking forward to next month, Sam? I'll start with Fleischman is in trouble. Number two on my list. Okay. Yeah. This show, have I seen it before? Maybe. (laughs) But it looks like it's well done. Um, I guess it's based on a novel. Um, It stars Jesse Eisenberg, Adam Brody, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan. So pretty stacked cast. Um, Basically, Jesse Eisenberg as the main character is kind of like this recently divorced guy and... All of a sudden, I guess one day, his ex-wife drops his kids off and disappears. And then he and his friends are like, where'd she go? And then I guess they go to find her. Um, So it's Gone Girl. Basically, um, it looks like a more comedic version of Gone Girl. But I'll watch it for that cast. And it looks like it's well done. It'll be on, it's an FX on Hulu show. Um, So it'll be on Hulu. I agree. The cast is really good. And this is Claire Dane's first thing since uh homeland ended so i'm i'm interested i have to say it did shock me that jesse eisenberg is like old enough to play a father of like elementary school age children yeah it's like whoa i mean honestly he's old enough to play probably someone with older children too oh, whoa <laughs> time flies yeah what was that movie the, what was the movie we saw with him that we loved uh, the Art of Self-Defense. The Art of Self-Defense. Hilarious. Excellent movie. If you have not seen it, Jermaine, highly recommend. Noted. Jermaine, what was number one? You said that was number two? Number one was Blockbuster okay. and Brendel Park. It's just the irony of Netflix having a show called Blockbuster <laughs> after they killed Blockbuster. <laughs> it really did it for me, too. <laughs> it's just like, ah, but you know Blockbuster doesn't exist because of you, right? And rub salt just, in the wound. <laughs> exactly. It's it's about the last blockbuster in existence. And it's a it's it's a I'm surprised it's like a full series and not just like a one off like a movie. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really surprised it's a full series. Um, but I'll watch it. That was number three on my list because I think the cast is really fun, but I'm a little bit worried because nothing in the trailer really like made me like really laugh. Um, Maybe they're yeah. saving the good stuff. Nothing but, in the uh, trailer. What tra- yeah, what trailer have you ever known to like save the good stuff? <laughs> so that was the one thing that like kind of worried me. Um, but I will still watch it. I'll still check it out. Like nothing. The trailer was basically about the people, but like nothing in the trailer really spoke to like the blockbuster of it all. Like it being the last mm-hmm. one. It's, I don't. It's, so I. Yeah, you're right. Nothing in the trailer like really made me like. Hmm. But I know that like the team behind it apparently has been behind Superstore, yeah, Brooklyn other successful Nine-Nine. comedies. So, and it does feel like it could be that Superstore replacement potentially. Yeah, love Superstore, love Superstore. Um, Jermaine, apparently the series was pitched to executives at NBC, but they were not interested in it. I I'm not surprised because like you just mentioned Superstore, like the trailer gave me a lot of Superstore vibes. And it felt like an NBC show. 
After NBC said no, similar to Girls 5 Eva. Girls 5 Eva. Netflix was like, we'll take it. <laughs> Which honestly, like, I digress. Good for Girls 5 Eva because now maybe it will actually find its audience. But you're going to win Emmys now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> when I saw when I saw it, I like texted people and I was like, oh, there goes the Emmys because you're going to win Emmys now. And I've always said that about Girls 5 Eva. If that show was on like a Hulu or a Netflix or somewhere else, it would be people wouldn't stop talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And there it goes. There it goes. I mean, we're going to follow it, but. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Marissa, what was your number one? I also had Blockbuster high up. The other show on my list um, that I am looking forward to is Wednesday. Also on my list. Um, I think it looks really fun. It's Tim Burton. It's the girl from, oh my God, she's been in a lot of things. She started on Disney Channel and now she's... Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Thank you. And she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. She's really making things happen for herself. And I just think I loved her in the trailer. I She's perfect. That flat affect, the, I found. I mean, that's she's classic nail- Wednesday. I know, but she's <laughs> nailing it and like the comedy in it too. Yeah. I feel like we've, I've been waiting for something about Wednesday Adams. Since when? This is news to me. <laughs> like, you don't know me. Clearly not. <laughs> and the fact that Christina Ricci's in it is also just like. Yes. Chef's kiss. The show does seem fun. I didn't realize you were like a Tim Burton fan. I think I all I am in theory, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was so bad. <laughs> Tim Burton's made all these movies and you're like, yeah, but I really didn't like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Can I tell you something about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> I cried during Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? Because you were scared? When, no, with, I the, with the braces? <laughs> I fully broke down crying in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when it was like a combination of like the house leaking because it's raining and all they could afford to eat was cabbage. And it was like cabbage soup, a cabbage salad. Cabbage <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they're so poor. This is so sad. Like I, I fully broke down crying because I felt so bad for the family. I was like, oh my God, I oh, cried wow. during that movie. This is the t- we're, t- we're still talking about the Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I cried. <laughs> and then wow. the movie ends with like the, the riggedy house being moved into the Chocolate Factory because, mm-hmm. you know, that movie was so sad to me. That's crazy. Then he rebounded with Corpse Bride. That was probably my favorite <laughs> Tim Burton movie. Yeah, there have been some good ones. What's up next? The next Can show, you? so actually, number two on my list was Welcome to Chippendales. Um, so on my list. That so was number three on my list. Did you just did you just scoff at me? What was that noise? I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. That trailer didn't do it for me. All right. But well, the, story, the story is wild. The story is wild. <laughs> so this this show is, on, is also on Hulu. It's from the creators of Pam and Tommy, and it stars Kamel Nanjiani, as the founder of Chippendales, Steve, or I guess Soman uh, Banerjee. And basically, this man is an Indian immigrant. He comes and he creates Chippendales. And then the company is basically stolen from him. And then he has to try and get it back. I, I mean, at this point, for me, if Kamel is in something, I will, I will check it out. But you forgot to mention how he tried to get it back. Do you know? 
I don't. That's why I'm going to watch the show. You've never heard the story? No, I've never heard this story. You want me to spoil it for you? You just want to watch the show? I think I want to watch the show, and then we can talk about it next month. Okay. <laughs> but it's the wild. fact that you know the sh- the fact that you know the story and you still have this show on your list, I feel like is a testament. It's a wild story. Okay. Yeah, Marissa, don't scoff at my choice. Jeez. <laughs> As someone said, you know, <laughs> you can have your opinion even if it's wrong. <laughs> okay. I mean, the album wasn't great, but <laughs> All right. We can move on from Welcome to Chippendales. What could possibly be more <laughs> more enthralling than Welcome to Chippendales? My list is over. Your list is over and you're here scoffing? All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. How is your list over? Jermaine, what do you have? Um, because I counted The Crown and Sex Lies of College Girls. Wait, you count you don't even watch since you don't, you barely watch The Crown. You I have w- The Crown on your list? I watched season 4 of The Crown and now I will watch season <laughs> 5 of The Crown. <laughs> I will not be watching season five of The Crown. My thing, can I go back to a crown tangent for a second? My thing with The Crown is just really thinking about just so much could have been avoided if they just let Charles be with Camilla. Yes, that is true. But then it's like the butterfly effect of then there'd be no William and Harry. Meghan Markle would still be acting then, you know. (laughs) But it's just like, damn, they really just did not let this man live. No wonder he sucks so much. There's a lot of trauma there. And that's why Harry's book is interesting to me because he's breaking the cycle. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're... <laughs> Okay, moving on. The last thing on my list was uh, Spectre on Showtime. It is a four-part docuseries about Phil Spectre and the murderous, abusing, evil man he was. Are you, are you like, familiar with Phil Spector pretty much already? Are you not? Not, like, super in-depth. Uh, he's, mur- so he's music exec, um, like Ronnie Spector from the Ronettes. And he was accused of murdering his first wife, allegedly. And he went to prison for that, I think. And then mm-hmm. he got out. But I think he's been accused of, like, killing two people. That's why I want to watch a documentary to, like, be reminded of what exactly went down. But, like, when he was married to Ronnie Spector, who I believe Zendaya is going to play her in a biopic, like, he was very abusive and controlling to her to the point where she quit after she finally was able to, like, break free of him and get divorced. She quit music altogether. It was just by stroke of fate that she got back into music, but like he's not a good guy, and he was was very quite influential in a lot of people's careers back then. So I had two more things. The first was Disney Plus's Save Our Squad with David Beckham. Is it a little white saviory? Yes, but I enjoy Rags to Riches sports stories which I don't actually know if they will actually be good because if your soccer team is getting outscored 9-0, to zero, I don't know that there's any amount of conditioning or work that you can do to make your team that much better. Um, but David Beckham is, is going to go... Is he coming in to train them? Yeah, he's going back to kind of like the youth league that he started with when he was young and just kind of like helping to coach these these kids in London become better, I guess, football players. That is the correct and only name for it, Sam. It is not soccer. That makes no sense. Soccer doesn't make sense? No. What? I mean, 
it makes as much sense as any other sport like tennis. No, the name that you play with a tennis racket. First of all, yeah, and you how... play soccer with a soccer ball. No, <laughs> no. First of all, um, American football is you don't even play with your foot. I mean, there's a little bit of foot of footing. <laughs> there's one kick. No. Oh, speak. Whoa, Sam. Let's digress. Speaking of American football, Giselle and Tom are getting a divorce. <laughs> they are. Yeah. This is... Giselle is leaving yeah. him because he decided to go back to play football. Big mistake for him. He should have just, he retired for what, 40 days? And then he came back and he was like, yeah, no, I'm actually not done. And did not run that by Giselle. And Giselle's like, yeah, I'm going to divorce you. That's her MO. And I guess that's his MO. They can both do what they want, but things have, actions have consequences. Good for okay. her. Yeah. Okay. And that's all I'll say on that. Good for her. And, what? She, and she, she's, she's a lot richer than him, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, she doesn't need him. That's true. She's, she's made richer a lot of money. than him. He will always have that cheating game of football that he likes to cheat at, Sam. <laughs> the balls were not regulation. The last show I had on my list, this show may be a bust, but I put it in clearly because I loved the trailer. Uh, that was the only reason, really. It's called Run for the Money. <laughs> oh, my God. At least it's what? not Play-Doh Squish. It's not Play-Doh Squished. Play-Doh Squished looked <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, no, this show is called Run for the Money. It's a Korean show. And basically, they've taken 29 Korean celebrities and put them in probably the most intense game of tag ever. They've basically dropped them in a city. And the trailer's hilarious because the taggers are like the hunters, quote unquote, are these men in like suits and sunglasses. <laughs> and they'll just be like <laughs> these, these random Korean people will be like walking through the town and suddenly they'll make eye contact with one of these hunters. And then the hunters will just start chasing them. It looks absolutely ridiculous. And then the trailer just keeps escalating. These like hunters in the suits are like running through fountains and then they're like jumping out of planes to like find these people. It's one of the craziest trailers I think I've ever seen, but I was hooked. And obviously trying to make a show about tag has been tried before and is just stupid. But if you're going to make it work, you need to have some sort of gimmick and having these suited hunters... <laughs> Might be, might be it. Also, if anybody is going to make this work, it's like the Koreans or the Japanese. They're they're good at these crazy game shows. That sounds scary to me. It looks a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I agree. I think that, yeah, that was actually a reaction. You were like, that's terrifying. It is. <laughs> you were jumping out of planes. And that was my list. Cool. Let's end it as we always do. I need to cancel some streaming subscriptions. Well, you can probably cancel Apple because they're raising the price by $2. I was going to say, which one should I keep? Which ones should I let go? This is a great question. I think you keep Netflix. Well, we keep Netflix because our parents pay for Netflix. Cutting that because they're going to start cracking down on subscribers <laughs> real soon, I think. Yeah, they can try. Good luck with that. Like, I share passwords. Like, I use my Netflix. I use my friend's Netflix. And she uses my Disney Plus. It's it's a barter. As it should a barter be. system. Yeah. It's bartering. <laughs> like, no. Jermaine, do you want to hear something fun? So I learned this morning that one of Marissa's biggest fears is Teletubbies. And Netflix is bringing back the Teletubbies. 
Biggest fears is a. I, I said I put that in the same category as ET. Like, which I don't is one of your it. another one of your biggest fears. The Teletubbies are coming back. The Teletubbies remember, are coming back. They're so weird. They're so weird. I just remember like everybody growing up thinking that the Teletubbies were like gay, and I'm like, they probably are. They probably yeah, they probably are. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot on Netflix. Uh, oh we obviously God. have that. We have uh, falling. What is it? Falling for Christmas. Um, blockbuster. Run for the money. Wednesday. Yeah, I feel like Netflix is going to be in heavy rotation for like the holiday season the is when Netflix year. shines, and I feel like they just came out with a bunch of nailed it's for Halloween. But well, I guess I shouldn't get ahead of myself and project. But yeah, I think Netflix followed probably by Hulu. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Hulu that's going to be good. I didn't even say The Crown. Yeah, can't forget about The Crown. Yeah, it's Netflix. The Crown? We didn't talk about The Crown at all on this podcast. No. Although I will say, the one plus for Paramount Plus, which we haven't talked about, is this Pickleball special. I will be watching that. <laughs> that's funny. The only thing I watch in Paramount Plus are my soaps. You won't be watching now The Real Love Boat, which has been <laughs> banished no. to Paramount Plus. <laughs> no, I will not be watching The Real Love Boat. I think we did it. I think another month has been previewed. I agree. Does anyone have anything else to say before I close it out? The album wasn't that great. <laughs> Midnight Rain was a bop, though. Is a bop. Okay. I <laughs> I will say what I've been saying about Midnight Rain. Uh, anyone could have been singing that song. No. Okay. Anyone can be singing the song is pitch shifting. And that was another. It could be, and, and, it could be and, anybody's and, voice. And that was another preview, as <laughs> always. <laughs> you can follow us at Output Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at Output Repeater Podcast at gmail.com. If you like this, you want to hear any of our earlier podcasts, any of our coverage about Lizzie McGuire, any of our coverage about How I Met Your Father or any of our previews from earlier months, because honestly, there's been a lot of content that's come out over the past couple months. Uh, you can find that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash Outfit Repeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. And we will be back next month with our end of the year December preview. December. Wow. End of the year. End that's of the fun. Year. Wow. couch and i don't know what to watch oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview